This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. Power 102 Digital. Good morning, neighbors. What's happening? It is free Friday. This is the day they call Thursday. It's a perfect day. It is the 10th day of March. Already. Already. Hey, top of the morning to you, Lisa. You smoothie me. Thank you so much being locked on the Power 102 Digital. It is the Power Breakfast Show. Broadcast to the studio is at 88 to 90 Abercrombie Street in Port of Spain. So the Power Breakfast Show this morning. We'll wait to see if Richard Ragubara Singh has finished his line. I tell you that boy. We just heard from Paul Richards with our news brief. Of course, got major news coming up at seven o'clock. All good. You see the wonderful folks out at Bermuda, the makers of Cricks, your vital supply. We'll take your calls at two 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 eight two five five six one two eight two five five, and those in North America. At 866-525-1099. Your hits on our message board via our app or our website at Paul102FM. Of course, the website is Paul102FM.com. Alright. Busy morning for you as usual. It is 23 degrees in Port of Spain. Something new inside me 
23 also in Crown Point in Tobago. Same as yesterday for Toronto, it's zero degrees. Oh, it's getting warm. Look at that. Twenty-five in Miami. Twenty-one in Orlando. We're heading out there this morning. Two degrees in New York. Las Vegas is fourteen. Minus thirty-three in Antarctica. Just want to let you know that. Eight in Atlanta. Twelve degrees in London, England. That is some of the places we give the temperatures to. Good morning to Gaylan Khan. Who just popped ahead? Gaylan, come, come, come. Come on, come on. Sit here. Sit in front of the mic. Let me put the mic on for him. What's happening, Gaylan? Morning, Steve. What's going on? What's going on? No, Steve, that's not for you to say. That's not for you to say, Steve. You never hear my street language, or what? No, you Steve. Should know no, you, know. you don't have street language. No, you don't. Morning, Wendell and Richard. They're not there? And yeah, yeah. Paul, you forget. Paul, Paul, morning. You can't forget Paul and he's get jealous. What's that? Hold on, Gilan is talking to you. What is that? Good morning, Gilan. Morning, Paul. How are you, darling? I'm fine, love. Uh, how what, are you doing? What's your darling talk there? And how are the um the superstar? Very good, thank God. Alright, even. Yes. yes. Andy Mahes, he's Anderson. Um I was always gonna make those two weeks up. When they playing again? No, well, they had the T ten going on dog in arm. Oh yeah, they that's taking place on Brian Lara. So to, well, yesterday was the um the final, so yeah. Mm, I hear you. Thanks, Gaylan. Gaylan is get jealous. Nobody can talk to me, you know. Gaylan get jealous. Anyway, traffic wise, let's see what's happening traffic wise. Um, let me just pull it up here. Let's move this down here. All right, traffic wise, let's see. Whoa, if you're leaving San Fernando. Yep, it's a bit busy heading straight up towards Chaguanas. Chaguanas Main Road is also busy. Passenger Santa Rosa as they head towards Omero Road, also busy from Maloney to Piaco, Trin City towards um, Page Ue area. It's a bit busy this morning. Yeah, the road's getting busy earlier and earlier, I find. Alright, so that's a quick traffic update for you. Who says hello to us this morning? Let me just check here. Um, Ken E, good morning to you. Glenn from Maloney, good morning to you. Uh, Oliver Man Warren, good morning. Mogins out in Aruka, good morning. Ms. Maloney, good morning. CJ from New York, good morning to you as well. All right. That's just some folks who said hello to us this morning. Good morning to you, Paul Richards. Morning, Steve. Morning, Elan. Morning, Richard. Morning, Wendell. Morning, everyone, and good morning to Deacon Lennox Toussaint. Yeah, received the country's hummingbird medal yesterday. Yeah, the congratulations to, to Deacon Lennox Toussaint and others who received national awards yesterday. Yeah, crazy received same hummingbird. Um, so, Chief O's, good morning to you. He always listens to the Power Breakfast show, very proud of him. Yeah, always listens to the Power Breakfast show. So. Um, good morning, Mr. and Mrs. Tuse. We've had two days of awards, uh, so I guess her extensive made up for the two years. We did two years. That, you see, two years we didn't do it, so we'll, we'll carry it on for two years. Two days, sorry. 
that, that, that is, I'm sure that's the plan on thinking. That was the plan. It happened already. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you're going to have a three-day. You're going to have a three-day. Any awards today? Do we know? Not that I know of. I think they had two days planned. Mm. Congratulations. And Super Blue got an award also. Yes, he did. Uh, Hummingbird Medal Gold for contribution to music and culture. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to them all. Deserving. Well deserved. Definitely. So good morning to you, Pablo. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I'm having my breakfast. It's a good thing I didn't put my camera on yet, you know. I know I got you upset there because you, you, have, you have to eat at 7 o'clock. You know you're a creature of habit. <laughs> it's so true. And structure. It is so true. Mm-hmm. It, it is. We all know it. Yeah. At 7.30, I'll have my breakfast. Right. It's for you, you know. Yeah. By noon, I'll have my lunch. Um, before 7, I'll have my supper. Listen, when you're a migraine sufferer and you don't really want to get one, you have to structure your meals, you eat, what you're that eating, how you drink. That is the worst thing to do with a migraine. That's on a toothache. Yeah, I'm not wasting a toothache thing. But um, let me tell you, when I get a migraine, whoop, it's, 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 it's bad. There's, for me, there's no such thing as a mild migraine. And I have something that's been diagnosed called cluster migraines. So which means I get a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And um, so it's in clusters and then I get a big bang. Yeah, I had one a long time ago. I got one for that lasted a month. So, and just like that, it just, it just goes. So, but I did have all the, every single test done. Of course, the Canadian system with OHIP, you know, you, you don't pay for anything. So, MRI and CAT scan and ECG and you name it. To those that suffered migraines, I know your pain. So when I get a headache, the first thing pops into my mind, I hope it's not a migraine, I hope it's not a migraine. Can't eat chocolate, nuts, few. I eat it, but not in moderation, put it that way. The only thing that does not give me a headache, Paul, it's doubles. That's right. It's doubles. Just to let you know that. I know. We know. We know mm-hmm. of your great love and admiration for doubles. I do, you know. When I was in Toronto, I used to drive like 45 minutes an hour to get doubles on Pilori and Alupai and all kind of thing. Well, they used to sell it, but um, for the good ones, you had to drive for it. So Prime Minister Dr. Rowley has uh, made a comment about the administration of justice and the slow pace remember we spoke about that at length mm-hmm. is it last week i think it's last week you know and uh, he said the delivery of justice in tnt is unacceptably slow but of course that's a statement we've all been making mm-hmm. so i've been prime minister for seven years mm-hmm. i've given the judiciary priority hundreds of millions of dollars in resources mm-hmm. so then ensure the parliament which was not being repaired was repaired to completion and the space the parliament was occupying on the waterfront we made it entirely available to the judiciary of 75 additional courts we've increased the number of masters and judges removed from the judicial system 100,000 plus motor car cases 
We're giving demerit points rather than going before judges and magistrates. We've got hundreds of thousands of cases in the system, and I haven't seen any acceleration in just of justice in TNT. He said the delays were not fair to people who were languishing in remand yet for years awaiting their day in court. Well, we spoke to Ramesh Torrance Maraj about this and the, mm-hmm. the judgment by the Court of Appeal and the Chief Justice on murder, murder accused uh, getting the option to apply for bail. So, Emerson City Cabinet has done everything it can to facilitate, so there must be something else, somewhere else. The delay in the system is the best friend of the person who has to answer the charge in court is Mr. Delay, Delay, Delay. Last week I was shocked when I saw the state going to court as a prosecutor going to court to ask for an extension on a matter that had been languishing for seven years. It's yeah, bad that's nonsense. That's nonsense. The process to delay. Yeah, well, the judiciary I think has to get more serious and, and more creative in terms of getting these cases out. Mm-hmm. So. You really have to... I don't know. I think we own what the problem is. You know, we... we have a tendency because of the significance of the institution not to want to criticize the judiciary and it is my view that if the judiciary wanted to create we've talked about night court for years oh gosh decades Paul I mean it's not even on a permanent basis there was somebody who spoke about possibly for two or three years instituting night court to get rid of some of these cases, to get rid of the backlog. Mm-hmm. Has it been done? No. I was told nobody want to work in the night. But that's irrelevant to me in the age of the com- a computer. And you cannot want to work if the Chief Justice say, yeah, we'll be doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. But because, I mean, it reflects badly on all of them. Mm-hmm. Ironically, today is International Day of Women Judges. If they really wanted, I think, in many cases to deal with this backlog, you can't continue doing the same thing and expect different results. You can't mm-hmm. continue operating in the same framework of the judiciary is doing with basically eight to four. I think you're gonna be able to clear the backlogs which are getting which is getting worse. So apparently somebody benefiting from it the way it is, that's what I have to say. Somebody has to be benefiting from it because that's the only time things stay the same in, in any jurisdiction. Yeah. So we could talk about it. They could pour more money into it. Mm-hmm. Like they've been doing. Mm-hmm. We could give them more courts. They have 75 new courts for civil cases mm-hmm. in the waterfront. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they have thousands of attorneys in Trinidad and Tobago. Thousands. And they have masters now. It's supposed to be... Um, digitalizing or digitizing their files for easy access and case review and case management mm-hmm. but it didn't get no better it's just not and and i mean somebody has to get creative and somebody has to get serious and somebody has to show the will and the testicular fortitude to move the criminal justice system forward in trying to be as opposed to complaining about it year after year decade after decade and it's just getting worse morning agabasing Hi, morning, guys. Morning, Trinidad Tobago. Morning to our listeners, wherever. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yep. How was your binge? 
What binge? Oh yeah, oh, sorry. Another binge you went on. Yeah. Hey, what? He said what we are not supposed. He sent a message this morning not to mention his binge. So, sorry. What binge you talking about? Mm-hmm. The binge you've been on for two days. Mm-hmm. No, no, that was not a binge. Trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're being facetious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were mm-hmm. talking about Dr. Rowley saying the, 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 the speed of the criminal justice system is too slow. With that then statement, we all know that. And I mean, yeah. and what is it going to take to change the status quo as opposed to just talking about it and talking about it and every year the Chief Justice talking about at the opening of the law term what they've done and the Attorney General boasting about what he's done and the government boasting about what they've done and in spite of all of that it's getting worse. Is it it that we are incapable as a country of fixing it ourselves? Well, it's it's an interconnective problem if I may put it that way. It's not just about the judiciary and the backlog. It's also about the DPP's office and how they're managing their caseload because of course um, if you're specifically looking at criminal cases which is where I think a lot of people turn their eyes to when they talk about the backlog even though civil cases also take some time too Um, but if you're looking at the criminal caseload one uh, one part part of the coin you have the the, it's it's like a three-pronged head because you have the judiciary on one side you have the DPP which is the prosecutorial arm, including the police, so DBB slash police, but the police would be the prosecutors on the magisterial level, and then you have defense attorneys. And so each area has their own problems with the workflow process, if I may put it that way. Um, There has been some um, improvements in terms of um, the tweaking of laws, the plea bargaining issue, I think is, is really one that the judiciary hopes that a lot of defense and pro- the prosecutorial arm will take more advantage of because that accounts for roughly maybe, I'm subject to correction, but probably around 75 to 85, 80% of how criminal cases are resolved in the United States. So it doesn't even, it, it doesn't even go through the, the long process of of, of being litigated, um, people make plea bargains. You see it in movies all the time. Um, so how much of that is being taken advantage of? Um, I think you have defense attorneys who want to take advantage of the plea bargaining system, but it's a consultative process together with the DPP's office. And the DPP's office is not necessarily, and I know the DPP is claiming that at this point he's under-resourced, in terms of the human resource, in terms of attorneys. So there is a backlog there in terms of the plea bargaining process. Of course, um, I'm sure Roger Gaspard can defend um, his office. Um, but I think there is a backlog there. Um, you have the, the judicial system, which has its own sort of backlog, but there have been laws and legislation that has been passed to change processes to make things move a little faster like, you know, the old sufficiency hearings and stuff like that, which is kind of a, a, a copy of what goes on in the UK at this point. So there are things happening. I wouldn't say it's just stagnant and nothing is happening. That would be inaccurate. There are, there are various um, tools being, being tried to use to, to try and 
um, reduce that workflow, specifically in criminal cases. Civil cases will have their own peculiar problems. And of course, civil cases, a lot of times, judges try to use the mediation process to get people not to solve the problem in civil cases, but without having to have it go before a judge or be litigated by the judge. So you have those various issues. But I wouldn't say that nothing is happening. In terms of solve. Fast enough. No, oh, I lost two of you. Expeditiously enough. Mm -hmm. Are you back now? Yeah. Yeah. So that. Yeah, so that. Raghu Basing is there? I have no idea. But I'm seeing him still locked down. I'm, I'm seeing him there. there. I don't know if he has a... Alien? Are you there, alien? Speaking of alien, oh, Prince yeah. William... Speaking of alien, come, and you went to Prince William? Yes, has come under severe fire from royal fans who accused him of making ignorant comments about the Russia-Ukraine war. The Duke of Cambridge commented that the war in Europe is very, quote, alien to see, and that the British public is more used to seeing conflict in Africa and Asia. The prince, accompanied by wife Kate Middleton, visited the Ukrainian Cultural Center in London earlier this week to meet volunteers with the Duchess offering trays of homemade brownies and granola bars to the hardworking people they met. Wow. Hmm. It's difficult to work with, such difficult work if you can get it. Yeah. I mean, I mean very difficult. Yeah. I'm now watching here. I was just reading through a story here where um, a doctor files million dollar medical negligence, negligence. Oh God, my mouth didn't wake up yet. Against um, another doctor, and it's via Martin George. A doctor filed multi million dollar negligence claim against doctor. Okay. I'll send it for you. Interesting. Well, yeah. That you never hear about. Dr. Swin Doctor? Mm-hmm. Alrighty. I'll send it for you. It's, it's quite interesting to read, though. It's kind of unbelievable to read, because when you go for a surgery, you expect the competence of the, of the doctor. I'll just send it for you. And this one was just like a fly-by-night doctor, clearly. So Martin George and his company is... you saying he's a fly-by-night doctor? You make a judgment already? No, I, I'm, I'm saying in general. He's a fly-by-night doctor, you know. There have a lot of fly-by-night doctors, trust me. I'm not saying he is one. But there are a lot. And they come out and they're great talkers. Oh, yes, blue, blue, blue. Quite convincing. Richard has, a, Richard has a power issue in his area. Current gone again in Arima? He said there was an explosion and a power dip. Oh, transformer blue. It's not if it's a transformer or not. Well, doc, Dr. Nicole Durham, a highly respected obstetrician and gynecologist of Bridgetown, Barbados, has filed a multi-million dollar medical negligence suit in the Port of Spain High Court against Trinidadian neurosurgeon 
Dr. Robert Ramcharan. Claim was filed by attorneys Martin George and Company yesterday, alleging that exactly four years ago, on the 8th of March 2018, when Dr. Ramcharan performed surgery on her back and spine, he negligently inserted one of the surgical screws bent, mm-hmm. and yet another was broken, mm-hmm. which left was left rattling around in her back and spine. Wow. Mm-hmm. Despite seeing and examining the post-operative X-rays and MRI scans. Dr. Durham alleges that Dr. Ramcharan never told her or notified her of the botched surgical procedure, despite the fact she was now in more pain than before the surgery. He kept telling her it was part of the healing process. It was only a year and a half later, her own surgeon in Barbados, Dr. Alicia Carter, MD, FAAPMR qualifications, Dr. Carter reviewed the MRI images and noted significant abnormalities. A repeated MRI was requested, as well as X-rays of Dr. Durham's pelvis. The computer tomography of the lumbar spine, these tests confirmed Dr. Carter's suspicion of one broken right transpedicular screw at L5, mispositioned right L4 transpedicular screw, an L4 and L5 discongenic degeneration featuring intradiscal gas, subchronal sclerosis, and mild smaller mode formation. No interbody bony bridging identified at L4 and L5. Dr. Durham subsequently flew to Florida and received from Dr. Gregory Brosnovic. MD, a minimal invasive spine and orthopedic surgeon at the Miami Back and Neck Specialist Center. The estimated cost of the procedure to remove the loose cervical, cervical, um, cervical hardware, revision of C3, 4, C4, 5, anterior cervical disectonomy and fusion, so as to rectify the claimant's condition, said cost surgery cost US 158000 Eight hundred dollars and eighty cents. Mm-hmm. And she had to do another um, to remove the broken back hardware and loose screws, which also cost her an additional two hundred and forty-one thousand US and seventy dollars and forty cents. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Morning, Ra- welcome back, Raghu. Welcome back, Raghu. Yeah, I don't know if you heard my explanation with regard to yes, this. Yes, Yeah. Okay, so I don't have to go to work. Yeah, so that, that's basically this. issue. Of course, the other main story today would be the issue of um, the Prime Minister indicating that we should brace for higher gas prices. What I'm not clear on is I thought that the subsidy was removed completely from premium. I thought so too, you know. So, it, so I don't understand when I hear these kinds of conversations what is actually going on when they talk subsidy. I, I know there's subsidy. I, I know there's correctly. a subsidy for sure on diesel, and I know there's still part of a subsidy a, a for sure bit, on yes, super. super. Yes, but I thought, I but I thought, especially when prices were low, Trinidadians and Tobagonians who were using premium were actually paying more for premium than people in the in the in other markets because they kept it at a particular price, but it was no longer subsidized. My my recollection of it is that the some of the subsidies were removed and the the, uh, the 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 approach to the subsidy was now at the vagaries of the market. 
so that depending while the subsidy was, subsidy was standard before and fixed at a particular percentage, now the subsidy depended on the vagaries of the international oil and gas market, where the up and down demand and supply issues would affect how much subsidy was paid by the state. I, that's my recollection of the change in it. Or part so, of the change of it. So then the, the, the higher oil prices depending which should you mean the rate of subsidy would shift back and forth but yes I hear you but 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 my impression was that there was absolutely no subsidy on premium well that I can't I, I can't I, that that coming no, but now according Maybe to one true, of the articles, but... yeah but according to one of the articles here the Prime Minister is saying that if there is no subsidy um now he's saying that he seems to be inferring that there is a subsidy on all categories of gas. So I, that is a very mixed message that I am not understanding. Um, because as I said, I always thought that premium had no subsidy anymore. That was now super and diesel that enjoyed it. And they had reduced it on super, but still can and reduced it a little bit on diesel, but kept it more on diesel, less on super and not at all on premium. That was my understanding, but obviously, I am wrong according to what the Prime Minister is saying, so it's very it's a very confusing picture. Maybe we could call into this morning, Steve. One of the, the gas call station who, operators. One of the gas station operators who will be able to tell us more clearly. Maybe. Mm -hmm. So what he's saying is if oil if oil goes to one hundred and twenty five US dollars a barrel, the estimated subsidy would be in the order of four billion dollars, of which the contribution of the oil levy would be six hundred million, he said. The levy is meant to capture revenue from high oil prices, but the Prime Minister said in the early days, the levy covered the cost of the subsidy, but the cost of the subsidy to the Treasury has way exceeded the contribution from the levy. This is because we don't produce as much oil as we used to. Um, uh, um, he said that, you know, he didn't say that. I'm just giving that in context. He said that if the oil price goes to US 150, the government's liability, if it were to maintain gas prices at the existing levels, would be $4.48 billion. The question is this. Can we find that money to subsidize fuel to insulate the population from the hike? That is, that is the question we have to answer because that money is not available, he said. The Prime Minister said if there is no subsidy on premium gas, and this is where it gets confusing to me, the Prime Minister said if there is no subsidy on premium gas and the price of oil is US $100, the price of the pump would move from $5.75 to $7.58 per litre, which is about over $2 more. Super gas with no subsidy would go from current price of $4.97 to $7.46 and diesel from $3.51 to $6.58. The Prime Minister said people currently don't watch how they use their cars and don't think about the use of fuel when they enter slow-moving traffic because of the price levels. That is very wrong, Prime Minister. Many people study their gas and how much it Yes, costs. and we can't have traffic if, if, if... I don't know and, what... And you have to jump in your car you because you have a poor public don't. transportation system. I don't know where you... What bubble that the Prime Minister is living in that he thinks that the people because who own Because the subsidies people don't study the gas? Oh, don't yes, study do. how much they paid we for do. their gas. Trust we me, do. We Whether do. it's subsidized or not, we do. He said to pay for this subsidy, the Minister of Finance would have to engage in borrowing in order to subsidize gas. He said the ministry informed him that the estimated figures for the year 2022 with a US $100 a barrel 
oil price, which is quite possible, the estimated subsidy would be $897 million. The levy on the fund would be $459 and the government subsidy would be $437. What this means, and the, and the government through the Ministry of Finance is working on that right now, the government would have to make a decision as to how much funding we can find to subsidize to take some pressure off the population. But the population cannot be insulated completely from the oil running at prices of US 120, US 130, and US 140 a barrel, barrel. So do not see the hike in oil prices as opening up huge possibilities for earnings because the volumes at which we are producing oil are not the same volumes we had before when the subsidy was absorbed by the and, and there are several things there that whose fault it is or, or whose responsibilities, let me say, for, for increasing production levels in oil. So finally, the world is seeing primarily through the Ukraine, the Russia-Ukraine impasse, significant increases in oil prices, which I guess we were on our bended knee praying for for years because you know how these countries operate. Mm. And now that's happened, whether it be temporary or sustained, we don't know. And we can't capitalize on it because our production levels are low, which we have known to be low for years, that they have not been able to rectify. So the, 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 the increase in oil prices, we can't even get substantial, even temporary gains from it because, again, of poor productivity and poor production levels that apparently they can't seem to fix at all. Really? But but is when is are we going to get our act together? We knew we we spoken to Mariano Brown, Conrad Enil, several energy experts over the last two five years about the production levels, and we're still in a situation where even though the world and gas and energy producing companies or oil producing companies are, are getting a, a, a chance to capitalize. We can because of our in, in inefficiencies again. And then to be told, well, we don't take on how he's jumping. We can't just drive like we just jumping. You can't drive because we'd have to put some money. Even if it's subsidized, we'd have to put money, money in it. Really? Yeah. The typical passing the buck mentality. Yeah. I don't know of anybody who drives a vehicle and puts gas in it. Even if you're wealthy. That treats Even if the you're cost well to of wealthy. gas casually. Even if you're well-to-do or wealthy. I don't know anybody who does. Maybe there are people like that. I don't know them. Anyway, um, he said, now the Prime Minister said, now this, is, this gets me a little irritated. And I'll explain why. The Prime Minister said the country's fuel consumption had to go down. He said he was putting the country on notice that it should begin to plan for the most efficient electric vehicles because this country cannot go on tripling the use of fuel premium in the way it has done in the last four years. The Prime Minister said in 2018, the country was using 36 million liters of premium gasoline. Last year, 105 million liters were used. That means that the cars on the road are largely skewed towards vehicles that are using premium gasoline. Most of the cars require premium. So, even as we talk about removing the subsidy, the consumption in the country of premium gas has gone from 36 million to 105 liters. To 105 million liters, I suppose is what that means. We have seen a decline in the use of super, 
from 687 million down to 452. So if we go electric, those cars using 105 million liters of premium would be electric and the electricity would be generated from local gas as opposed to the use of imported fuel. So right away, a policy is screaming at the government to move towards electric vehicles, and we have heard those screams. Let me, let's analyze what the Prime Minister just said there. So he's talking about the fact that a lot of the cars are skewed towards premium. But premium, if I, what I prefaced it before when we were having this conversation, is supposed to have no subsidy. That seems to be what the narrative that was coming from the Ministry of Finance. So the fact that there is no subsidy on premium and more cars using premium means there should be a less of a subsidy being paid by the government in if you're using the math correctly but obviously he's suggesting that there is some still some sort of subsidy on premium even though i know we've had conversations with experts in the field previously and i know they were saying we were actually paying more for premium because the price was fixed which is a government policy because the price was fixed and, they, and if, in fact, the price of oil was low, we were actually paying more at the pump than, let's say, Americans were paying for premium because our price was fixed and it was fixed at a point with no subsidy. So it wasn't floating downwards with regard to when the price of oil was drifting downwards. So that component of it being fixed there, is that what he's talking about is a subsidy? Because at points it was not a subsidy. According to the experts, we would have spoken spoken in the field when the price of oil was much lower that is one thing the second thing he's talking about the screaming policy of electrification the issue of electric cars is not new the issue of climate change is not new in fact there was a policy previously of electric cars not suffering the kind of taxation and there were financial incentives from previous budgets the Minister of Finance himself changed it back, said too many people were buying high-end hybrid cars or cars that were of a high brand quality that were electrified, and that was wrong. He wanted to stop it, that people should not be buying high-end hybrid cars, and he put back on the tax. And I remember us discussing it on this morning show, saying, what is the issue with people want to buy high brand cars, why they, they should be out of reach for anybody else except the 41 members of parliament and the senate and people who are wealthy. So there are no aspirations of other members of the public to drive those vehicles. And because they were a little cheaper, because there was a, a, a policy against um, removing taxation for electric vehicles, you put it back on the minister. If I'm talking on untrue, tell me that. He put it back on and said in parliament, too many people were buying those hybrid electric cars and they were too cheap. Now there is a reversal and the prime minister is talking about, oh, we are screaming at you, electrification. We weren't screaming at you. The planet was screaming. There's been a climate change I movement you, for years. always a tendency to blame the public for everything. Yep. They accept responsibility for nothing. They, they, they default so is no, always but, but, no, the public. But, but, but Paul, to me, you're talking about vision. And, but the part of the problem was that there was a policy initially. 
And now they have now backtracked and they've gone back to that policy as of January 1st this year. And all of a sudden, the issue of electrification, this is something that has been going on in Europe and the US for how, how many for years now? For the last now? 10, 15 yeah, years. Decades. For the last 10, 15 years. And all of a sudden, they jump on it now. All of a sudden, we're supposed to move towards the electric car. Come on. The world is changing. No, 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 no. And if the context and how I framed it is wrong, somebody correct me. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got a message here regarding the gas subsidies. Let me just read it out to you. Um, you're saying that we have fixed prices here in Trinidad. The prices of the pump does not float with prices. As such, anytime prices increase on the international market and our prices are fixed, it will always be subsidized. That's why the prices in other seri um, countries fluctuate by day because it floats when the government has considering um floating the prices a few years ago our serious-minded citizens kicked the fuss of course he's being sarcastic on that part no <coughs> sorry which is what i just explained that as far as i know because the price was fixed. When the price of oil was low, it meant that Trinidadians who were using, Trinidadians and Begonians who were using premium were actually paying a little bit more at the pump than the world market. Premium, premium fuel users. So it meant, so the issue of not floating premium meant we suffered a disadvantage because when the price of oil was low, the price of premium should have drifted lower. Now that it's high, it should drift it higher. But that issue of keeping it at a fixed rate, I don't know if it's just an, an issue of, 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 of public, um, uh, the public groaning and, and raising an issue about it. The Minister of Finance is the one who sat down before whatever committee, IMF or whatever, and said, you know, I have taken off the subsidy and they have not rioted. I think I will take it off again, not so? As he grins, Am yes. I in a different bubble? Isn't that what happened? So why you didn't take the decision to float it, especially the premium one? Why didn't you say, okay, premium is now completely unsubsidized, which I thought it was anyway. It's just that you kept it via whatever policy decision at a fixed rate. Why didn't you float it? That's a state decision. Yeah. Chairman, we have to run into headlines. And then increased water rates come in on top of all of that because that's our next headline too. But let's go. All right, you have the papers there, Rich? Skidoot. Yes, I do. Skidoot. All right, so the Daily Express... I don't have a poll there, though. But you the Daily ask Express... about that gas price. Well, or, it will have to be something related to what we were just discussing. Yeah. But anyway, the Daily Express for this, mor for this morning... Of course, it is Thursday, March 10th. We are almost mid-month. Not mid-month yet, but we almost. Um, PM, TNT stands to lose from higher oil prices. Brace for gas hike. Isn't that an incredulous headline, Paul and Steve? Mm -hmm. Trinidad and Tobago stands to lose from higher oil prices. Brace for gas hike. And of course, I'm not saying that the Prime Minister is wrong in the explanation that I would have read previously. But who would have thought that this sort of headline would ever, ever be present in a daily newspaper in Trinidad and Tobago? TNT stands to lose from higher oil prices. Brace for gas hike. Just state on that for a little bit. Right. Diver Yusuf laid to rest. 
that's the the other main headline and wasa rates too in terms of height of course we will be speaking to the minister of public utility at some point later on today concerning those wasa hikes wasa rate hikes even i'm i'm well i know that is going to be begrudgingly be paid by many people because well we don't have to explain what's going on with wasa and how people complain about not getting water you see enough protests about it on the back page happy and proud Walsh going all the way possible after opening World Cup wins and Giants secure playoff spot. That's it for the Trinidad and Tobago Daily Express. Moving straight on to the news day today. PM puts TT on notice as oil prices rise. Brace for gas hike. Super Blue gets Hummingbird Gold. Of course, uh, President Paul Amir Week stands with Calypso Masters from left. Hummingbird Silver Awardees, uh, King Luther. Um, Delamo, uh, Johnny King, uh, Modada, I'm trying to go through the Super Blue um, at this national 2020 National Award Ceremony at President's House. So they, they're doing the 2020 awards, I suppose, and they'll get it to 2021. PM puts, okay, I read the headline already. On the back page of the Newsday today, uh, Holder Bonner show grit in unbroken partnership. Walsh commends Wendy's after perfect 2-0 World Cup start. Team effort is beautiful that's the headline on the back page and moving straight along to the trinidad tobago garden today on the front page pm warns of russia ukraine fallout gas hike looms government can't maintain fuel subsidy levels if oil prices soar current fuel price premium 575 super 497 diesel 341 unsubsidized if oil at $100 per barrel, well, I, I indicated these prices, $758, $746, $658. In person classes for SEA pupils until exam and diverse families say no to commission of inquiry. Because they know when you go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> well, we, but I know there was a discussion earlier in the week. I don't know what you all would have discussed yesterday and Wednesday, but there was a discussion earlier in the week considering the effect of these commission of inquiries and investigations and what is the result of all of them. I know that was a discussion that was had. But anyway, on the back page of the Trinidad and Tobago Guardian, Holder and Bonner, Steady Windies. That's it for the three dailies this morning. All right, so you all go through the poll. Let me give you the results of yesterday's poll. Um, as I pull it up here, here we go. Yesterday we asked you, let me just pull your, your stuff down. Uh, yesterday we asked you, do you expect anyone to be charged for the cash of rifles found in the central warehouse? Yeah, in that central warehouse. That was our poll. 83% said no. They didn't expect anybody to be charged. Hmm. All right, 83. Well, okay. All right, let's get into this morning's poll. So, uh, well, Paul suggested a poll so we could go with it. Do you agree, or poll this morning, do you agree with the Prime Minister that the TNT driving public is not careful enough regarding their use of vehicles and fuel? Hmm. I think that's was, that was what he was suggesting, wasn't it? Well, that we, we that, well, I could, let me, um, let's give the quote. Give the quote exactly, so that, well, assuming that the paper is quoted already, also correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You can start dialing now, by the way. That's why I didn't put the The Prime Minister said people currently don't watch how they use their cars and don't think about use of fuel when they right. enter so the, so the pool is right. because of the price levels. Right, so it's, it's right. Yeah. 
Hmm. Now, it's not a direct quote, it's a, but it's the paper saying it. So let's... So, do you agree that the TNT driving public is not careful enough regarding their use of vehicles and fuel? Yep, that's our poll. 222-8255. Well, it's not careful enough. Is, is, isn't it more connected to the price we pay? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So do you agree that the TNT driving public is not mindful of um, well, the use of fuel that. in their vehicles because of the price we pay? Yeah. I think it, the price is what he what is the yeah. reference. All right, let's yeah. go to our line. That the TNT driving public is not careful about the, their use of their vehicles and fuel because of the price we pay. So do you agree with that? All right. Good morning, caller. Good morning to their breakfast school, Trevor Rima. No, Raguba saying TNT did a job on us Sunday, boy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, Rima for you. Good morning, caller. I don't agree with the Prime Minister's statement. Period. All right. Thank you. 222-TALK, 612-TALK. That's our number directly into our studio. Once again, our morning poll. Do you agree that the TNT driving public is not careful regarding their use of fuel, their vehicles and fuel, because of the price we pay? Yeah. All right. Good morning to you, Rampage. Good morning to you, Paula. Uh, Paula says, yes, absolutely. All right, let's go back to our lines. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Kunupia. No. All right, Kunupia, thank you. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sonny San Fernando. No, I don't agree. Paul and Richard, did you all consider that our oil might be running out after 100 years of production? Well, that's why they said they had to move to the deep water acreage. Yeah, so that's where they pick up the oil is. Yeah, it's running out. It'll run out one day. All right, yeah. thank you, Sonny San Fernando. Hope you uh, had a great day with birthday girl, sexy San Fernando. Panjaz, the answer is yes. Good morning, caller. Good morning. No, I do not agree. All right. Public service is bad and is unsafe to travel. Crime. I hear you, pal. Thank you. Um, Ken E, a big fat no. All right. A big Paul Richards no. All right. So um, Paula has now changed her answer, Richard, from a yes to a no. So scratch that off. All right. Paula went from yes to a no. Um, all right, let's grab this call. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Could you could you just repeat the, the poll for me, please? I just heard the end of it. The end of it, Rich? Yeah. Repeat the poll. Do you agree that the Trinidad and Tobago driving public is not careful of the use of their vehicles and gas because of the price we pay? No, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. All right. But, like, people are very careful. But, gentlemen, one, one, one minute. The drop-in... When when oil price low that bad, oil price high it bad. So I, I don't understand what is the ideal then, because high to twelve this is a good thing. We have oil prices for the last two years. I think who it was Paria or Heritage have been announcing billions of dollars in profit with low gas prices. 
with low oil prices. So I say now that the oil price high, that they will even they will declare even higher profits. Somebody make it make sense, please. I don't understand. All right. Yeah. We'll try to make you understand. We'll, be, we'll be hopefully we'll get an expert to talk yeah, about I'll it. Yeah, try and get that. Yeah. Um, maybe Kevin Ramnerine might be the perfect person for that. Um, Rampage says hell no. Ms. Maloney says no. What says you, caller? Good morning, Steve Dinsley here. My answer is no. All right, Dinsley, thank you so much. 222-8255-612-8255. And toll free, North Americans can call 866-525-1099. All right. So do you agree that the Trinidad and Tobago driving public is not careful of the use of their vehicles and gas because of the price we pay for fuel? I, I hope that's understood. So do you agree that the TNT public driving public is not careful of the use of their vehicles and the gas because of the price we pay? That's our poll this morning. Two to two talk. Two to two eight two five five six one two eight two five five. North Americans eight six six five two five ten ninety nine. All right. Good, Good morning. morning, caller. What's your vote? Hi, morning. Call from Montrose. Uh, my answer is yes, and I'll justify it by saying that if it is that you look at a normal household, you have two and three cars, and persons don't really utilize in terms of um, utilizing one car, and I can say for a fact. That I've been guilty of it at times in terms of where distances where I could walk. Usually they, they can't go. So if it is I was conscious of, mindful of the, um, the fuel that is u- utilized, then I would have, you know, take the other option. Mm-hmm. That's my justification saying mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. Right. I certainly know if it's, a place, if it's a place that I can walk to now, I walk. Mm-hmm. It's also I do the same not, thing. It's also not very good for your vehicle. To start it up just to drive a short distance. Yeah. And plus, and come back. people like Richard can do but the certainly, exercise. But certainly, I know if, I, if, like, if I'm knowing if I'm going down a Rima and something for something, I walk. Yeah. All right. 222 Talk, 612 Talk. Um, I said Ms. Maloney said no. Lisa Salandi, Lisa. Uh, good morning to you. How's Delta and COVID? Dog and a cat, just saying. Long Islander, my answer to Paul is no. Lunch Park says no. Morgan's out in Aruka says no. Michelle, uh, my answer is no. Uh, Central Animal Lover, good morning. Yes to the poll. She says, we all know how Trini drivers love to speed and drive reckless. We can tell stories about that. Drivers drag racing. Um, yeah, even in and out of traffic, yeah. All right, so our poll this morning, do you agree that the Trinidad and Tobago driving public is not careful of the use of their vehicles and gas because of the price we pay mm-hmm. or fuel? Yeah. All right, we have less than a minute to take your votes before Evie gives me the eye. The um, let me let you know, jump up with mattress savings at Furniture Plus. Get up to 20% off mattresses, Serta, uh, Sealy, and Therapeutic now on sale. Mattresses start from as low as $1,079. Check press and social media for details. All right, thank you so much, Furniture 
plus all right any more coming in before i head into ev with the news um any more let's check here um all right okay got nothing new let's get into our major news av sinhel bab is in thank you for choosing power 102 digital listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m remember like share and subscribe power 102 digital